Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke and Brad Bennett, a man who is holding a MacBook over his head on camera, I think. He's yeah. the bad boy of tech. That's what he calls himself. I don't know if it's accurate, but I he's across the internet from me. today. <laughs> shill at Apple shill. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Didn't mean to come across so Apple-like. I was like, oh, we're talking about Apple stuff today. I'm going to just hold this over my head right in the intro. And I was, as soon as I did, I was like, that's not going to come across great on camera. <laughs> just get one of those, like, uh, you know, when you buy an iPhone and there's like an Apple sticker in it, just like stick it on your forehead the entire, yeah. the entire podcast. I always think about going back. I mean, I think you saw that joke up on Twitter or like, almost like a year ago of that fake airplay tattoo on my neck and i always think about doing that for real there's that um oh man i should not bring this up because i can't remember his name the character on euphoria who's also an artist has like, the apple make, logo seen it. tattooed oh, on his dominic face Fike. Do, yeah dominic fike and anyways yeah. i had to bring that up as uh, the ultimate apple shill move which i don't think that he is. is i think he just did it I think his brother's name is apple or something it's like related to oh, that is i it? believe okay yeah. Interesting. but it is like the apple logo it's you know i'm pretty sure this is the out true. of it it's there but that that's it that's that that's all that we're doing on the podcast today it's brad celebrity tattoos yeah we're talking about celebrity tattoos that's the whole episode mm-hmm. uh we don't have a third person on the podcast because the team's really busy um so we're gonna have a more a more intimate conversation about two topics in tech which means that we're also gonna skip the hottest news of the week this week we're gonna try a bit of a different format let us know what you think of it um we're gonna try to just like straight up jump right into the topics worth discussing. And the first thing that we're going to go over is the fact that Chrome OS is sort of coming to Mac. Totally is hundred percent is hundred percent is, is here. Well, no, it's not 99% it's here. Um, So what, what does that mean? Like, what is like, when you told me this is something you wanted to talk about, I was straight up mad confused. Like it didn't make sense to me, period. Um, I think it's just exciting. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it because I think like Chrome OS doesn't get enough like light shed on it online. It's like a very legitimate operating system. I know that's like not exactly as good as or not nearly as good as Mac, Windows, Linux, whatever. But I think it's a totally viable operating system for like 80% of the world's population at home, at least maybe not at work, but like everyone in my family member who doesn't really use a computer for work just has a Chromebook and it's fine, you know? So I thought it was an interesting thing to talk about for like that reason. But it's interesting from a tech perspective because it means this old 2016 MacBook Pro can now be a Chromebook and that actually makes it like the best Chromebook ever. It's like the world's best Chromebook potentially because it's like a legitimate processor and good RAM and in an aluminum shell with like cooling and a good keyboard and trackpad. It's kind of sick. Although I will admit that the beta I have running off of this SD card is a... little janky so i had to use a mac or not a mac a mouse and a keyboard plugged into this i couldn't use the like built-in laptop keyboard when i was running it uh which was really annoying but i'm hoping once it gets out of beta that uh that'll be better i haven't run it on a windows machine yet either or like a windows laptop to see if it would support those built-in um keyboards and trackpads but i think it would i'm assuming there's better support on the windows side so taking a step back this is basically chrome os now being capable of running on a Mac or a Windows PC, like any any Mac or Windows base. Yeah, so PC it's been available laptop. for a while through this service called Cloud Ready, I believe. Um, okay. I think it was owned by like Neverware, but maybe I'm just like making that up. Anyway, that doesn't really matter, but Cloud Ready made this service that allowed you to like bootleg, get Chrome OS on old laptops. And it was um, angled a lot for education because there's a way to like, you know, kids just need Chromebooks to browse the web and do research and things and, and write Word documents. So getting these older Windows computers just onto Chrome makes them feel faster. And that's a way to like save millions of computers from landfills, potentially. We're all hoping that that's happening. I don't know if it's actually happening, but that's like the biggest thing that's to a cool idea from this. It's just like saving so, old computers from landfills by turning them into Chromebooks. In theory, could I turn my 12-inch MacBook 
from like 2015 or 24. I, I guess it's from 2015, actually. Um, yeah. Could I turn that into a Chromebook? Potentially. There might be some hardware issues. So there's a list of like compatible devices so far, and it's mostly Windows computers. And even a lot of the Apple ones were called like Apple Pro something, like not even like, you know, and there's like Apple Pro 13 or okay. like Apple Mac this. And like the names were kind of weird. So it wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure like what was supported and what wasn't supported um, yet. Like this is still in beta, I guess. So potentially by the time it rolls out for real to everyone, um, I think they... What's the word I'm looking for? The compatibility list will be more accurate. Although knowing Google, that could be a little hit and miss, but I'm, I'm, th I'm hoping it'll be more like ironed out by that point. Um, but yeah, in theory, that means that uh, that, old Mac, that old MacBook that you probably can't run anymore because it's not getting updated to macOS and it just feels really slow. There's a big chance that you could put Chrome OS on it and it would feel a lot faster. I will say that when I did have this like hooked up, it was feeling very smooth. Like it was janky because I was using like a plugged in keyboard on top of the old laptop keyboard and whatnot but it felt fine it looked scaled well ish is the os running off the sd card or is it like installed directly on the hard drive like how does well i guess what i'm really asking is like what does the installation process look like is it something like my mom could do or is it like mad complicated it's not mad complicated i don't know if i'd bring it all the way down to mom level although i think your mom is like fairly tech savvy so i think your mom specifically could pull this off but <laughs> i don't know if everybody's could. mom could she so knows more about was... android than me at this point yeah it was really simple basically you just need like i think an eight gigabyte sd card or not an sd card a, a memory drive or an sd card i mean i use an sd card plugged into a little reader here you can't really see that but that's what this is just because all my memory cards are like two gigs for some reason but anyway yeah me too um but that's just because I'm demoing it. If you wanted to turn this into real, you could get this to boot from Chrome OS on the hard drive. Okay. Time. So if you want it to be like a more permanent situation, you could just install it directly on the hard drive. Exactly. Um, which I'm thinking I might do. I don't know. I'm thinking about like seeing if I can find like a really cheap laptop on Kijiji or something to just do like a video about like how old a laptop can I bring back to life with this? That's a just cool idea. because of honestly to settle my own curiosity if I can find a laptop for like less than a hundred bucks. But um. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. And then I'm trying to think about... Oh, the other thing I want to... The last thing, I guess, is there are some caveats. Okay, um, caveat. So, yeah, you can't get into the Chrome Web Store. Or no, you can get into Chrome Web Store. You can run Chrome apps, but you can't run Android apps. Um, so that's like kind of a half caveat because most modern Chromebooks can run Android apps. Uh, probably going back about like three or four years, I would I would guess. Do you think that seems like an accurate guess? When it yeah, I would say, yeah. It's been a while. Um, so there are still some Chromebooks that can't, so it kind of puts it in that camp. And there are a few other things, I believe, on like the IT side where you would have to like incorporate this a little differently if you were like running a school-based IT thing. I still really like Chrome OS in general. I, like I wish I had a more reliable Chrome OS laptop available to me. I had... um. What was the last one that came out? The The Pixelbook Go. I, I think I reviewed it for the site. I gave it a pretty positive review. Um, yeah, that's I gave it to my mom. Alex my mom uses it. My mom uses yeah, it all the time. Alex is using it right now. She returned her MacBook Pro today. Um, oh, did she? Yeah, we had talked about this separately. Just to catch everyone up. My girlfriend bought a MacBook Pro similar to me. It just wasn't really running good. She had a MacBook Air M1 before the new MacBook Pro, and she found that one was better, so she returned it and is going to hopefully get another one in, like, three weeks or a month who knows how long it takes to ship them now but yeah so she's back yeah, on you the guys have had a lot of you guys have had a lot of issues with the new pro yeah i've seen some other like talks about it online too with people just saying like it's been a weird year for apple like reliability but i don't know if that's just like me cherry picking those things because it, it happened to me but weird tech stuff is happening to me all year i mean we've got this samsung phone here for An that reason. anecdotally yeah well we should talk about that after the apple stuff anecdotally you're the only person that i've seen have issues with it but i also haven't actively like sought out someone having like some kind of throttling problem or thermal issue with the new pro like i just haven't seen any headlines on any of the big tech sites or some of the smaller blogs um yeah i'm sure there's <laughs> reports out there the, these things don't just happen to one person yeah all of our stuff is weird too like it's not things that like completely handicapped the computers it was just like they just you see so much promise about it and like i i can say for sure that this new one that i have is way faster than the one i had before like i just I couldn't even run 4K footage for a timeline before, but it's like, yeah, you showed me. It's, it's hard to even tell if those issues were software or hardware. Like it's just you, it's laptops and Apple. It's very confusing. But yeah, either way, um, if they break again, 
potentially we can run Chrome OS on them to just bring that full circle. <laughs> Imagine running a, like a, a 2021 Mac Pro and you just run run Chrome OS on it straight up. It's a Chrome OS box with a with an M1 chip and everything. That's what I should do for the video. Maybe that's more entertaining than buying like a hundred dollar laptop. Could you do that though? Does it work on the M1? I, my guess is that like it wouldn't. Put that in my ideas list. I, I my guess is that there's no way that it, no, would, I it would be cool. Probably doesn't. But yeah, but like you have to go into like the BIOS, like the boot menu, and like choose to boot from Chrome OS. So it is a little bit more complicated than just like plug and play. Yeah, but to get into the BIOS and the boot menus are a bit different on M series computers too, right? Like to reset yeah, it, you like hold things. So you, uh, right, you hold down the different. Apple, hold down the Apple button. I think the Apple button, the the on switch, on the off Apple switch. Button. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, does M one work with Chrome OS Flex? My guess is it doesn't, but who yeah. knows? Okay, no, for sure. Any other that's a good test? Any other final thoughts on the Chrome OS Mac PC thing? It, it seems cool. It's like a good idea for like repurposing old computers. I would 100% do that if, if it is capable of running on the little baby 12-inch Mac, which is like mm -hmm. such a nice looking device. I, I would do that. Beautiful just turn device. turn it into like a Chrome-based like... browser machine. Right, because it's like, it's just turning all these, like, because Macs, like they lose their value because of what's inside them. Like the chips get slower, yep. but the hardware is always so good. So if you can just like refresh that into a little Chromebook, that'd be sweet. Or even like, I know Apple would never do this, but if they could just get like iPad OS on there, so it's running real light and you can just use it with the mouse and keyboard, that'd be pretty funny too. So interestingly, you bring up the like whole iPad OS, Mac OS differentiation thing. There's wow. that device that I wrote about today. Um, Apple's rumored to be working on, I forgot what the screen size was. Uh, where do I have it? A foldable? twenty, a twenty-inch foldable that's kind of like yeah. a two-in-one surface. The report's like a little shady and it's a little weird, but it is from uh, supply chain um, display, display supply, chain supply chain consultants Ross Young, who's like a pretty reliable analyst. And there's usually some level of truth to to what he's saying. Perhaps they're not entirely accurate predictions or or whatever, but there's always like some level of truth to it. And like reading, I didn't write this in the in the news post because it was very much just a rewrite of a Tom's Guide story. But like thinking back now, I think that maybe that could be the device that blurs the lines between Mac OS and iPad OS. Like that's what it sounds like. I because want it, it would to be, be. It would be a hybrid device. Like the idea what, yeah, is what, that what would it run if it didn't? Yeah, you're right. It would it, have to. You can it, put it, Mac OS on it. Yeah, it folds. It has a touchscreen. Um, it's kind of unclear based on the report, like what the folding actually looks like, but it also turns into like an external monitor that you could then attach like a smart keyboard to and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, th th this wasn't something we planned to talk about, but I just wanted to mention it because it, it does sound like that could be that device. Well, we're talking that, about Apple the, rumors. I mean, this is a rumor. The true. foldable stuff's been going on for a long time. And to be honest, the foldable stuff has been going on for so long that that wasn't really interesting me. And then as soon as we were like, but this could blur the line between the OSs, I was like instantly like peaked. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like they will have to do something white revolutionary not all of that's i'm probably overselling it there but they're gonna have to do something to like mix them up to to do a device like this which we probably there's well i guess just to round out this leak post that we're talking about they're saying that it's potentially coming in like late 2023 or 2024 but i wouldn't even expect it that soon i don't think apple strategy needs a shake up that soon i think they're putting too much on the m series stuff right this now. This leak specifically says that it was planned for 2025, but that it's more likely for 2026 and 2027, which like, I just okay. assume I'll be dead by 2027. So I won't, be, I won't be covering that one. Um, but that, that's like so far out, like actually, like I'm joking, but that's, that's quite a, quite a while from now. That's down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. but what are, yeah. what are we expecting to actually see at the event? Do you think before we get to that, let's hit like a very, very super quick ad break and then we'll talk about apple's upcoming march here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So yeah, just to to recap it, um, 
Apple has an event coming. We don't necessarily know exactly when it's going to be. I think the rumor is March 8th. Um, there's a couple things that we're expecting to see for certain. So we're going to see a new iPad Air. Uh, this is going to be like not an incredibly exciting refresh of the Air. That happened with the last version of it where we got a more iPad Pro-like Air. It's got the squared off sides. It's got the... Um, See the cool colors. Probably yeah, get new cool colors. colors. There could be new colors. Yes, that's true. The side fingerprint sensor. That was the first time we saw the side fingerprint sensor in an Apple device. And then we saw that appear again with the the iPad mini, right? Which you reviewed for the site. Yep. Um, yeah, the mini is basically like a shrunken down Air. But the weirdest part of the mini was it came out after the Air. It sort of marketed as being below the Air, but had a more powerful chip. It was a weird time. So I think this, this Air updating to that more powerful chipset or something even a step above what the mini has, I think makes a lot of it's sense. It's going to have the A15 is what I expect. I think Apple's going to keep the M1 or the M1 Pro or the M1 Max if we do see those in a tablet down the line. Those are going to be kept for the the iPad Pro. They're not going to put it put it in the air. Um, but other mm-hmm. than that, I expected it to be the exact same tablet, which at the time when it came out, I called like Apple's best all-around tablet offering. Like if you're considering price and features and everything, um, obviously the I- iPad Pro is better. Like it's a better device, but just being more price price conscious, there was like a lot that the Air offered, even when compared to the Pro. Like it was almost pretty pretty comparable features across the board. Um, so yeah, we're yeah. going to see that almost nearly a hundred percent because it's long overdue for an up, update. And then we're also going to see the third gen iPhone SE. I want to get into the SE a lot, um, but. Do you think, just before we leave the iPad Air, do you think we're just getting a chip bump? Do you think they throw like an extra camera in or something? I think you could see... Amazon keeps calling me. <laughs> I wonder what they're calling you. There's a delivery dude at my house. Uh, I don't um, know what they would change. Like, I mean, they could put the LiDAR sensor in it, but I don't see that happening. I, I honestly think it's going to be pretty much the exact same tablet that we've seen in the past. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be any significant changes to it. It's going to be like a pretty pedestrian processor bump. I, I don't, I don't see camera changes coming. Yeah. Maybe new screens. Maybe this is like the, the differentiating factors. They bring like the high end screens or like promotion to it or something. They could bring promotion. That's possible. Um, yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they like they like really hype it up as like a drawing device, maybe. Could be something. There'll be new colors. I know we already mentioned that. Like, I don't know what. Okay, here's a question actually about the yeah. colors. Do you think an entirely new slate of hues? Like, obviously they've done yellows before, but do you think we'll get a new flavor of yellow, or do you think they'll match either like you know the iPhone 13 line or the iMac line? Like they'll pick from an existing sort of pool of Apple colors, or do you think we're gonna get like brand? I think new it'll be an existing pool, but variations of that pool like it'll be close to like for example the imac yellow or whatever but it'll be slightly different so it won't look entirely identical Mm -hmm. but it'll still be all those same that same array of colors because i think they want to keep some level of uniformity to it but also like i hope they the phones aren't the same colors as the the imacs right like so they could go totally and the ipads have been kind of different the ipad mini had like a different color and only one color um We've been talking about it for years, like you and I, and, and on this podcast. Um, but we're we're all holding out hope for a colorful MacBook Air to just like really tie in like oh, Apple's base model MacBook color so products sick. are colorful, and the pros are silver and gray. And it's just like I don't know why Apple hasn't done that yet. They kind of have, but they've never like fully one hundred percent committed to it. And um, I would I think I would sleep better if they did. I would I would get a, a restful night if I knew Johnny Ives' dreams had been just like fully realized. Such a different Apple without him, which we'll get into. Like, there's yeah. so many things that just never would yeah. have happened on his watch. You're right. Maybe that's why, like, the question I just asked you, like, oh, they used colors, but, like, asking about Apple using different colors before into the Johnny Ive world would be like, ha, 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 ha. No, there's, like, a 10% chance there's a color. Johnny Ive doesn't, I don't think he sees color. Or even, <laughs> he sees everything in gray. Or even, like, the, the new MacBook Pro. Like, we were talking this about it before we started recording, like, from a utility perspective oh getting thicker oh yeah uh just in general like the pro is sick it's like what everybody always wanted it has an hdmi port yeah it has uh all the usb ports you want usb c ports you want usb a is not back sd card slot but i don't think good cooling i don't think the argument for usb a coming back 
really make sense in, in 2022 or even 2021. Like USB-C is pretty common now. Like just get an adapter if you yeah. still have older I think devices. USB is dead. Yeah. Back in back in like 2015 when Apple first made the switch, it was it was more of like it, it was a little too much too soon. Um and yeah, like you mentioned the SD card slot, but it's chunky. It's like a chunky laptop. It's not sleek. Um it has like there's even something about the keyboard being deeper. Like those presses are satisfying, but the thinner, lighter travel at the time, it was like it felt futuristic. It was like I'm living in the future and I don't need to type as much. I don't I don't need to press as hard. I on love the butterfly keyboard. I'm in the future. Like I I yeah. did have issues with the it. Lack of it. it. Yeah, you I had, had the, the most, most issues, issues of anybody. Actually. I've had issues with this pro, but you had issues with the butterfly keyboard. And I was cleaning it all the time and it <laughs> still would break. I like even got it. The nightmares in your Yeah, eyes. I, I, <laughs> I got it replaced a the bunch flashbacks. of times. I'm having flashbacks now. It was awful. But yeah. if if they found it, like I know the keyboard had to change. Like it it had to change. Like they just couldn't make it work. There was like three generations of it. There's ones with like a silicone coating. They like tried changing the keycaps a little bit. Like nothing worked. 100% nothing worked. They, yeah, they were getting like a bad reputation for it. They had to to change the the name, the brand. It's one of the biggest them. disasters in Apple history. And like they kind of just swept yeah. it under the rug. Like every single laptop that was sold during that period suffered from some sort of an issue. Um, and they never like completely admitted to it. They had a repair program that was relatively streamlined. Like I got mine repaired. But even even the third mm-hmm. gen version that they dropped into laptops, like it's it's still messed up all the time. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like I I did really like that keyboard. I like the 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 lower key travel. It it Low felt travel. futuristic. Yeah. It felt like what I knew Apple is, and it felt like the future of laptops, like in a way. And it was like kind of exciting to think about. And I th- I think you said this before we started recording. Like laptops are so thin now. What are they going to look like in five years? It's five years later now. And like we. Were- yeah, we were saying that in 2016. Yeah, and, and now yeah. we're back, right? We're back to like these thicker devices. And I know that it's got everything everybody wants. And I know that things kind of had to go in this direction, especially because of all the mistakes yeah. Apple made with the that Pro from 2016. And, and we, we should say like we both have the new Pros and we love Yeah, them. I like it. It's, it's sick. I gave it like, yeah. I don't, what was my score? I'm going to look it up. I gave it like a stellar review. I don't know, probably a nine. I legit bought one. My girlfriend bought one. Like we had issues, but like it's the computer to buy in terms of like price to performance. Especially to... with the new chips. Value is not the right word, but you get the like if you're video or, or doing video or photos, like having that like color accurate screen baked in there. So nice. Like, that to me was like the biggest thing. Yeah, I gave it a nine out of 10. Um, it was like near perfect for me, but there's no getting around the fact that it's a chunky mm-hmm. laptop that doesn't look as futuristic or as sleek as the previous ones. Yeah, it's and it's and I get it, but yeah, it's almost like they misled us with the M1. They were like, "We've created the chip with like all the power consumption, blah 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 blah." And it's like it's cool they did do that. Like, there's no denying that they've created this chip with like lower power consumption to performance ratios than what Intel was doing at the time. Although I believe the gap is closing quite quickly. Um, but then you know we expect when they announced it in like the Air, the iPad Pro, and the 13-inch MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini, I believe, and then the the iMac actually came out ultra thin as well. We were like, yep. "Whoa, how thin are these new Pros going to be?" And they redesigned them, and they were like, "We added six millimeters," which again, nothing. We're not really complaining about it, but it genuinely was just, shocking to see. Didn't necessarily feel futuristic, yeah. And uh, last night when I was running Chrome OS on this 2016 <laughs> MacBook Pro, it felt more futuristic than that Mac. And that's where we, that's how we started talking about this earlier. But yeah, it was like running Chrome OS on this super old 2016 MacBook Pro, thin, like four USB ports, because like that's the port of the future, you know? Like it, it's just a weird thing to talk about. But that's, I guess that's our side tangent for this episode. We'll we get back into the iPhone we'll, SE. We'll now. talk more about uh, MacBook stuff in a little bit. But yeah, the, the iPhone SE. Um, it's always like a fascinating device. I, I've done like all of our SE reviews over the years, like from the more squared off, like iPhone four, like one to the last two that are pretty much just an iPhone eight. It's such a fascinating device to me because it's truly like the spare parts bin of, of Apple products. And I, I thought that like the spare parts bin was like slowly getting empty and they were, and they were running out of the, the touch ID button and like the iPhone eight, like design. But if these rumors are true, yeah. how many of those did Johnny Ive back? Yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of them. He just really like <laughs> they're the just sitting in a warehouse full of touch ID. Buttons. Yeah, because like that's what this is going to be again. It's, just... it's going to be the the same yeah. phone that we saw in 2020, which I know there's an audience for out there. Like I know people still like that physical. It's not totally physical because it's haptic, but they still like that touch ID button. They like the size of the phone. They're not mad about the bezels. They just want an iPhone that works. I know there's an audience out there for it. Uh, Because Apple wouldn't be making it if there wasn't. 
but part of me still wishes that this phone was more than just like a new processor. Like I wish they took parts from the XR, the colors from the the XR. That was like one of my my favorite like entry level yeah. iPhones back in the day, which I'm saying back in the day it wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple of years ago. Um, was it four years? I think now? I think it was roughly three, years? three, four years at this point. Um, 11, 12, 13 XR. Jeez. But it, it would have been cool Ooh. to see them do something <laughs> yeah, different, anyway. just not the same iPhone yeah. 8, because that's essentially what it is. It's just an iPhone 8 with an A15 chip. Well, let's be clear. We don't know yet. We're, sure. Like, we're heavily speculating that it will continue. And the rumors are all pointing us yeah. that it will still be the home button, but... It could be different. You know, I'm a believer, Pat. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm looking at the world with a glass half full. <laughs> I just, like, get rid of the home button. Give it, like reduced bezels put that a15 chip in it make it a little bit chunkier than the current iphone keep that rounded design that people like like it could be a really cool device and i think what we're going to get is something that's like pretty expected and, and pretty pedestrian at the same time yeah i'm trying to think of like what would be a reasonable because they still sell the 11 right is that like the the mid-range iphone right now am i am i crazy I not sure what they still sell because they sold the xr for yeah they still sell the so it's the 11 yeah, this is how it usually works. So they still sell the 11. They still sell the 2020 SE, the 12, and then the 13. So it's, it's usually the last three generations are around. Um, and then there's the SE like kind of kind of coming up from behind. Mm-hmm. Well, the SE and the 11 are both running A13 chips right yep. now. So the new SE would move up to an It'd A15. be a jump, for sure. A jump in hardware power. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think of like, like if you put... Like how how much do you have to limit the chip and the camera performance to put the bigger screen in it before it starts cannibalizing like Apple's other markets? You know, because it's like you could put the A16 in it, put it in the iPhone 11 body, but then it's just like, what do they sell? Like, they can't sell an iPhone 12 next year. Yeah, they can't sell the iPhone 12 next year as that low cost one because the SE will actually be better than it, which is what we want and what we deserve but apple's not well that, that that's us. they don't they don't give us what we that's deserve. one of the funnest well they do that's one of the funnest things to Sorry. do when like i'm yeah. reviewing the se phones is doing benchmarks because the screen is so resolution mm-hmm. and like that's another thing that they should 100 percent upgrade in the se is like put in <laughs> a higher resolution display like stop putting in the same iphone 8 screen um but because of that lower resolution the phone ends up benchmarking like crazy high like it typically has less ram in it which is a thing that apple never talks about in its specs so it doesn't ram doesn't exist yeah ram doesn't exist just the phones are powered by by fairies and and magic dust um but yeah it it always benchmarks powered by hard work and attention to font attention to font detail um but yeah yeah the fact that they benchmark so punch so high above their weight class makes me kind of always want one like i'm a i'm a person of like my reviews my review perspectives kind of go between like three minds where I'm like trying to think of like my mom is the everyday person being like one perspective, uh, my perspective, which would be like, if I was buying something, trying to get like the most price performance and value out of it possible. And then also like, I think this is why I'm good at my job, but like the huge gadget nerd yep. perspective that just loves every single gadget that comes out. So it's like, I always want the 13 pro or the biggest iPhone with the most features, blah, 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 because a gadget nerd Brad wants that. But price to performance, Brad is like, whoa, $400 top of the line iPhone chip, pretty decent camera. And it's like this big just seems like it's almost like impulse buy territory where I just want to have one and just like never put a case on it and not give a thought to or care about it. Just be like, this is my like burner. That would be cool. And I know that's terrible, but I just like I love the idea that you could get so much phone for like a third of the price of a, of a regular phone. You know, I'm, I guess I'm trying to, I think that's coming across at me being like wasting technology and like destroying no. things that aren't like, it's not that way. I just like, I love the value of it. And I just, I want to get the maximum out of Like I want to use it as hardcore as I would use a 13 pro and just try to get maximum value out of it. You know? So those are the two things that we think we're going to see at the March 8th event for certain, which again, like Apple hasn't confirmed the event. We don't know any of this for sure. Uh, but rumors point to like us seeing an air and an iPhone SE. And then there's other stuff that's come out. An iPad Air, so, yeah, not sorry, a MacBook uh, Air too. iPad Air to, to be specific. And then there's other rumors that have come out um, sourced from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, who is like the ultimate source of Apple leaks. He's been around forever at this point. Uh, was like a child prodigy leaker back in the day. Um, and now works for Bloomberg and is still dropping that knowledge. And there's a lot of... Have you seen King Richard? Sorry? Have you seen no, I haven't King done. Richard yet? 
Oh, it's about like Venus and Serena Williams, but it's about their dad racing. Oh, I haven't seen it, but um, I know it is. I'm just imagining Mark Gurman's dad just like having him over a laptop, like you will get these. Find leaks. the leaks. You will figure it out. Yeah, and the movie's not like that. Richard apparently was a really nice guy, but a hard worker. I don't know. It's a good movie, but uh, yeah, I just imagine him like just as a child prodigy leaker, like a, a whiplash over the piano, but it's a laptop. <laughs> Sorry it could be, it could be. Just Who knows? Get that out there. Um, but yeah, there was a report that came out through his uh, Power On newsletter that there'll be seven Macs coming in the next year. Seven new Macs. I th- oh, yeah, think that year. we'll see them, maybe not in the next year. Um, and I don't know if we're going to see any at this particular event. The one Mac that I think might appear is the Mac Mini. Uh, and my expectation is that it'll be the same Mac Mini, no design changes, maybe some changes with the ports, something like that. Apple sometimes shakes that up, but it'll be powered. I heard they're going to put flames on that the side. That would be sick, like the Hot Wheels computer. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> it's just blue with flames. <laughs> yeah. M1 Max inside, twice as fast. It's going to have the, um, the rumor is that it's going to have the, the the Pro or the Max chip um, in it, which which makes sense to me. That's the only, only Mac that I see showing up. Um, th- that would actually be a great budget buy if they price it well. My brother actually... Like, you get a lot of performance out of a Mac Mini with an M1 Pro or Mac. My chip. brother bought a Mac Mini, a refurbished Mac Mini um, that he just runs on like nice. a regular monitor because it's one of the best. If you want an M1 chip and you deal. already got like a Bluetooth keyboard yeah. and mouse and everything ready to go, it's one of the best deals around like for a computer, just period, oh, bar yeah. none. And like if you have the right setup to, I remember this getting kind of niche. If you have the right setup to, you can like mount them to the back of the display. It becomes like very seamless if it's like against a wall. It's not as as pretty as an iMac, but they're small, like way smaller than a Windows nope, PC tower, which I I love that about them. Uh, so yeah, that's what I think we're gonna see. There's also rumors about like a 27 inch iMac Pro. I don't think that's gonna happen at this event. Um, I don't know even really what to expect from it. Like I think it's gonna look like the 24 inch iMac just in less cool colors with possibly an M2 chip. That's, that's my expectation. You didn't give it away to the M2 to put I that out. Get... They wouldn't put it on M1 pro. Or they M1 might. I, I just, yeah, I could see that. No, cause if they save until the second half of the year, I think they would have to. Put that's what M2 I'm thinking. It, so. Yeah. I think it's going to come out in the yeah. second half of the year and that they're going to have to put the M2 in it just cause it's so far from the M1 pro um, and max release. And I don't expect it to be that much different from the iMac. Like, uh the 24 inch iMac like i think it'll be the same thing fancier chips less colorful um i hope they change stuff i hope it has like reduced bezels because like i'm I'm glancing back at the yellow iMac it's it's nice but if they reduce those bezels it would be even nicer and it'd be cool to see that in a, in a pro version um yeah yeah i think the pro version would need it i think like the fact that they the fact that they reduced the bezel so much in the MacBook makes me think that they, they know people want it, right? Yep. Like they know that the big bezels is not a great look. The big white bezels on the iMac were very intentional, but I'm I'm really hoping they don't do that with like That's my biggest issue. That'd be crazy. Like I don't yeah. really the bezels aren't that big. Like it was a little over exaggerated by some people that reviewed it. But the fact that they were white was pretty distracting. Like it just like you, you, you see them, like you're always staring at them, or at least that's what I found when when I was using one. Yeah, it's, I don't, and I haven't used one, so I won't speak too much, but I don't think it's necessarily about like being that annoyed by them while you're using the computer. I'm sure you just like the notch and everything. You get used to it, but it's just like, we know they don't have to be this yeah. big. Like we know you have the technology, Apple. You could have really stretched this out and that would have been also very premium looking, we think. Um, but yeah, so what, what you, ah, sorry, you said there, think you think there's going to be, or Mark German thinks there's going to be seven new maps. Not at this event, so but like right now, some of them. No, I know throughout some the year, of them might I'm be just revealed. Like rallying up where we are. Some so of far. them might be revealed at a different event later in the year, but in general, there will be seven new Macs this year. One of them being like a refreshed um, entry level 13 inch MacBook. Pro. That's what I was going to ask you about. Like, do you think that's coming for I, real? I do not. I think that Apple is just going to get rid of that laptop. Like, I don't think that category exists anymore. That's my perspective. It's not based on anything other than like covering the industry and like for, for this long, like I don't have any rumors or leaks or anything like that. I just don't, I don't think it needs to exist. Right. Like I know that I know it's there still now because they were manufacturing them and then they brought out the pro and whatever, they got to sell whatever stocks left, but I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I just, I truly don't see it coming back in a different way. Like, people are talking about there'll be, like, a revamped version of it that's, like, something in between the 14-inch and the 13-inch in terms of design with no 
touch bar and like I, I just don't see it happening i don't think it needs to exist i don't know why it would exist it, it just complicates apple's yeah lineup. it's like the same computer um they, i think the i think both of us i guess are on the same page about it disappearing like it doesn't make sense yeah. if the macbook air is there running the same chip the exact same chip with pretty much very similar performance and the uh and then the 14 inch pro is right there it just seems unlikely although it does fill a nice gap price wise so what i'm expecting is the new m2 macbook air gets a redesign yes. better thermal management somehow hopefully not a fan but better thermal management somehow be it goes up like 500 bucks <laughs> yeah it goes up like 500 bucks um and then that just sort of like fills that gap in between air and 13 That's, inch pro and then that yeah, fills the like regular consumer gap because Right now, I see the price gap between the 14 inch and the 13, or the 14 inch in the air filled by the 13 inch. But I think that's if you're just looking at the price gap now. And Apple's not looking at that as a price gap; they're looking at it as like a price ladder, and they're just like climbing it to make their products more expensive year after year after year. We see it with everything. So, you know, they're not going to make a 13 inch to make laptops cheaper. Laptops are just getting more expensive from Apple, unfortunately. You know, I think the M1s were such a good deal because. They were the first in a lineup. Apple had to prove that they could offer like crazy good value, but I think they're just going to get more expensive. I'm interested to, I might to be see wrong, what they but... do with the with the new Air. Like, it's not going to be at this event. So I'll preface it with that. Like, I, I I think they'll do like like the Air is so popular. Later half of the year, you yeah, think? It'll, it'll be later in the year, and it may be. You think it would get its it own? Maybe its own event because the Air is so popular. Like people were still buying the old school. Like I knew people that bought up like two macbook airs just so that they had extra ones on tap if their other one um, broke when apple discontinued it like people are so like the old air the old the old air with like the mag safe yeah, and all yeah. that stuff i think i have one once there um i have one summer it was like my first mac that i got in like 2011 or 2012 or something like that um yeah there you go there it is you know what they need to bring back actually is that the that's the old old one is that the old one with MagSafe or is that the USB-C one MagSafe. Okay. This is like a 2011. Okay, yeah, so it is the old, old one. Yeah, you recognize these. The, the, the lovely uh, chrome bezels or uh, brushed aluminum bezels. Yeah. I kind of like them. This is actually nice too. It's um, nice. It's still nice like a decade later. But yeah, I want the I want the light up logo to come back. That's what they should have brought back in these like retro Mac no. M1 Pro ones. I also brought my little MacBook up. That was a baby, well. the 12 inch um but yeah but yeah like i i'm excited to see what they do with the air because i think it's one of the most important laptops that apple has in its category in that category because it's always like it's hit the right right price point in terms of pricing um i think it lost its way a little bit with the intel ones that featured that redesign from a couple years ago i think now that apple has its own chips it can come back to being like what the MacBook was in the early 2010s, like the one that you're you're showing off, like the 2011. Um, and I'm excited yeah. to see it get like a different design with an M2 chip, hopefully, or the M1 Pro or the M1 Max, something like that. Uh, but I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I want to see, but what I do want to see is a different design, different colors. Like that's what I'd like is something that's a little more colorful and interesting because it's always been Apple's more like fun laptop. Yeah, and all the things that they offer in colors, they still often have a white or a silver or a black or some dark navy, something very um, approachable. So I don't think that's too big of an issue. Um, but yeah, I, I'd expect it to be the M2. I yeah, think the way that they, I think like the way that they've been doing the M rollout so far, it makes a lot of sense to go in like the MacBook Air as like the M1 version. And then, you know, half a year goes by, they can refine on it, add more GPUs. I mean, they've probably already done that half a year before but you know for us half a year goes by and then they release the m2 pro and like <sighs> yeah actually i mean like logically now that we've sort of like talked this all out it would make sense and this is like i'm saying logically but i mean logically in my own head just based on our conversations i mean from what we know this isn't what's going to be happening but yeah it would make sense to do the macbook uh or not the macbook the mac mini with the m1 pro and m1 max chips first get that refreshed then sometime in the summer, maybe around like WWDC, because that's like, I feel like the M2 MacBook Air would be the perfect like developer yeah, laptop too. Yeah. Um, and then like sometime in the summer, do that. And then in the winter or fall, do the 27 inch iMac Pro with the M2 Pro chip. 
And like, that's how you would stage those new chips going. I agree that with that, but I think that they might reveal the 27 inch pro uh, iMac pro at WWDC because whether or not it's true, they Apple would view that internally as like a device for developers, right? Like for professionals. Um, So there's a possibility they might drop that in the summer at in that WWDC window, or at least show it off first at WWDC and get people hyped about it and then maybe drop it at a later date. Cause they do have a history of doing that. Like they did that with the home pod and, and other stuff. They just haven't done a new computer with an old chip. They haven't done Like they haven't done a new computer launch without a new chip. Alongs- like without being alongside a new chip a launch point. in a while. So I would expect the MacBook minis kind of a write-off kind of like don't really fit into this plan, but it's like, they might they might not even appear to be honest like we might not get new mac minis until the m2 it's possible like who knows what that's are but yeah so much speculation and then but yeah i I put my money down on the air coming first with an m2 you think 27 inch iMac you think the air is first before anything no 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 like i i um like air in the summer maybe minis at this event but either minis or nothing and then air in the summer and then iMac i think that's possible how it'll play out um, the only other stuff that we've seen rumors about, and like, these are things that I a hundred percent do not think will appear at this event. Uh, but the possibility of a cheaper pro display XDR, um, which has me excited. What do you think is cheaper for pro display XDR? Like $2,000? Yeah. When $2, I say cheaper, I mean like still way more money than I would ever spend on the original is what? 15 grand? The, no, the, the pro display XDR. Nine grand. I, I'm, I'm going to look yeah. this up. Someone's going to complain probably in the comments okay. that I don't have the cost of the pro di- pro display XDR. Just like on tap staple i have it wall. tattooed on my back but i can't <laughs> see it here without a mirror i'm so trying to I'm find like, it on apple's uh, uh website pro display xdr cost they buried it's it. like 5k um no it's way that's more it's gonna be more yeah it's fine it's like 5k i think it's really okay yeah it might maybe i'm just mixing it up with the like starts Mac, at or the I, Mac it Pro starts at six thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars for the one that doesn't have the nano textured glass um all right, I'll give it to you. That's so with, but, um, with that in mind, the cheaper version would 1, be 1,500, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And what is it? It's just the same screen technology you think that's in the new MacBook Pros. Basically, yeah, 120 hertz. Does that make the old Pro Display XDR irrelevant though? No, there's like, I don't, I don't want to get into it because I don't know a lot about the Pro Display XDR, but there's like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with the Pro XDR about like, color and like dark zones and lots of stuff that's like to be honest well beyond me because that that thing's like not designed for like i know a lot of youtubers use it but it's not even designed for stuff like that yeah, like yeah. the idea behind the pro x pro display xdr and like I'm not denying that it's not but we've seen the reports from the verge where like it still has the same blooming yeah, issues and like the blooming yes, issues yes. might actually be better on the pro is because they're like smaller scale. What what I was gonna say is just it's not it's not like for a regular person. Like I know YouTubers get it, but it's like it's for Disney yeah, yeah, to yeah. buy like fifteen of them. That's why when the price came out and everyone was like going crazy over it, I was like, well, this is not for you. Like Apple's not telling you to go out and buy a six thousand dollar monitor. Like yeah. they shouldn't have even launched this at a consumer event in 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 some sense. Anyways, I I, I yeah, you're right. They definitely shouldn't have, but. From a marketing perspective, it they wanted to get hype behind that, it. All that Mac Pro stuff was headlines, and it was hype, hype. So but yeah, my guess right. is it'll be about a thousand five hundred dollars. It'll be very similar to the current Mac Pro's uh, display in terms of quality. It'll have the one hundred and twenty hertz. I'm hoping that it has stuff like HDMI two point one. Like I I don't know if this is coming, but we have seen rumors about Apple building an external display for like three years at this point. So that leads me to believe that there has to be some level of truth to it like a cheaper external display i know the pro display xdr already exists yeah it just seems like a market they could easily get into and and make money in so it's weird that they're not there i could see it happening um Um, do you think there's anything wacky in it though like built-in webcam or like the 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 cable is like locked into it like the home pod where you you can't like take the cable out of the device or anything like weird maybe they they or like you have to even at fifteen hundred dollars you got to buy the stand separate like any of those weird quirks you think I would, you I don't think there would be just a random shot in the dark. I don't think yeah. there'd be anything like a stand like a fifteen hundred dollar stand like we saw with the Pro XD, Pro Display XDR again that was like I'm not saying that's not crazy like <laughs> people are gonna jump in the comments and be like ah oh, you're like an Apple shill you think that's worth it but like that stands well no it, that fifteen hundred dollar stand was, that stands not for you tough. dude that's like Disney buys ten thousand of those monitors and then they also buy like. 10,000 stands like that's just like a blip on the dot 
for their budget for the year. And I just keep using Disney yeah. as an example because that was like one of the companies that was actually buying them. Um, well, they have the money yeah. to like not notice. They're not like for regular yeah, people. And they, and they but, are a huge production. But house. for the... It's a good example. For the like... For this one, if it does exist, I could see it having the same like kind of breakaway cord situation that the the new iMac has on the back. Um, oh, I hope the so. That'd cable. Be cool. The magnet part. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there would be anything else. It might have a built-in webcam, but I don't... I, I think they would do the yeah, webcam yeah. to help justify the cost for regular Could consumers. Be. I think throw that in there because they don't even do use good webcams. It's like jam one in there, you know? Because like if you're using that display for your Mac mini or something, I think like that's how they'll be marketing it for your Mac. That is what they'll do. Yeah. Mac. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll be marketing it as a sidekick for your MacBook Pro or something. Who knows? And then the webcam will be if it's, live, but it, yeah, I guess let's move on. We got anything else to speculate about or do you have anything else to say? One last thing. All I was going to say is, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. If, if it does exist and it does feature HDMI 2.1 and 120 Hertz screen, and it could do like everything that I needed to do, like be a great HDR monitor. I could use it for gaming. I would be okay with spending that much on one because I'm I'm looking for like a new monitor. I want one that supports 120 hertz and they're just so much money right now. But if Apple were to release one, I would be like a little more confident in getting it because I know it would work well with my MacBook and I would assume that it would work with, with gaming stuff too if it has HDMI 2.1 as, as a console gamer. Like I know on PC getting yeah. 120 hertz is different. You can do it through, through DisplayPort and stuff like that. But um yeah, I was just going to say, like, I would consider actually buying one. Like, I am looking for a new monitor that features that higher display resolution. But in terms of, like, just to wrap it up, like, in terms of other things that are coming out, like, there's a possibility that we could see an M1 Mac Pro. Um, the expectation is that it'll feature the same, like, kind of not as bad as people presented it to be cheese grater design like when you see that in person and i made this argument like several years ago when i was at the reveal oh, i don't think anyone thinks it's like terrible it's just like funny it is yeah it's like, funny but there was like a contingent of people know? that thought it was like absolutely ridiculous and like it kind of is yeah, but it also kind of looks pretty cool when you see it in person and you can see like the intricacies i kind of like the industrial that's what i like yeah. that's what i said like when it came out yeah that's the only other thing that's the last thing is we might see an m1 powered mac pro but it'll have like 15 m1 pro not 15 but like four m m1 <laughs> <That'd be hilarious laughs> That'd be sick. like you're just like there's like gpu like cards that you're just yeah. slotting in they're just 15 like m1 pros all 15 m1 pros like, in a mac pro 15 m1 pro card <laughs> but that's the rumor is that it would have multiple um, multiple chips in it to to justify the cost of it and i i don't think we're going to see that if we do it would be at wwdc or something developer focused they're not going to show that off at this event I, I, in my sort of like timeline that I've planted in my head throughout this episode, so if you've been listening, you know, <laughs> but I'm thinking we get M2 Air this year, the M2 Pro 27 inch iMac, and then we get like M3 Air next year, or like M3 iPad M3. Pro or something like some device to go M3. Well, next yeah, year yeah, they'll true. do M3, I think, right? Like, um, and I think the M3 level is when they'll put it in the Mac Pro. Yeah, well, I think that's a fair, a fair timeline. Um, like I think they would start with um. Like, because I think that's the like that's the top of the Apple computer pyramid. I don't know if you can see me on camera, but that's the top of the Apple computer pyramid. So I think we build up. It's the like last year one to year come. to get there. Yeah, and it's like it because it they have to they can't release it and have a situation like we talked about with the iPad Air and the iPad Mini last year, where it's like, wow, they put out the iPad Air, it's nice, and then like six months later they put out a smaller version that's even more powerful with a newer chip because it's like that could happen if they put like an M1 Pro in the mac pro they're gonna put out the m2 like six months later or like some you know they couldn't do it this year before the m2 they'd have to give out. at least a little bit of or space. i think so by that same logic they could do it at the end of the year with like an m2 pro perhaps but i think they would be more inclined for the m2 pro in the 27 inch imac anything's possible so i, I think that's probably hire me apple <laughs> business strategy you're, you're the new the new business strategy expert. bradness strategy yeah so i think that's probably a good place to to wrap it up um we're I guess we'll still go through the, the games that we've been playing. I'm taking a break from Halo Infinite because I have played that game for, I think, the last time I checked, seven hours since it came out on, like, December 12th. Sorry, not seven hours. Seven, seven days, days. Seven days. In, in, in. Yeah, it was um, sad. Yeah, I'm taking a break from it. They're resetting ranked. <laughs> I, uh, all of my ranks are gone. 
you're just like, I played for seven days. Look off into the like distance, <laughs> like wow, seven. Yeah, I'm gonna take a break. Taking a break from it. Didn't didn't play it all. Uh, we had an extra long weekend at work, which was super nice because I needed to unplug for a bit. Um, and mm, yeah, nice. it it uh, I didn't really play much. Infinite maybe played one or two games. Um, and they're res- they're resetting the ranks. I guess is that what I was getting at before. And I that's what I play. I play ranked Halo. I was like Diamond Four. It was the highest I was able to get. Really trying to get to that Onyx as a as a 33 year old man is a near impossible task um it's at the highest level onyx yeah there's there's like levels within onyx there's like pros are like 2500 oh, starts at 1500 csr I, I won't get into it but like that is the the highest level um jeez but yeah i was i'm just a couple levels away from it and couldn't quite get there and now they're resetting the ranks so i'll i'll let it let it ride out for a bit and let people um get to whatever rank they're supposed to be and then i'll start grinding that again also the game there's just not a hell of a lot to do in it right now like i'm max level 100 i've done all of the events i think there's an event coming back this week fractured tenrai um but it's it's like all the armor for like the samurai suit that i don't care about uh how many maps are in there not a lot i I feel like over seven days you're getting yeah there wasn't a whole lot of maps which i thought was okay but if i'd played for seven days i'm getting pretty bored of it um especially in rank there's even less maps right because it's all about competitive right they're the small i just got really into Um, is there dlc plans no it's a good game is there dlc plans they well there's there must there's gonna be stuff coming in season two right which is only a couple months away at this point but the expectation but will it be maps or just like more armor nobody knows right like the expectation is that Mm. the next couple months is just going to be like fixes like there's issues with desync there's yeah there's all kinds of problems with the game um but i i am shocked that i got as into it as i did it was like all I did. I'm really proud of you for getting that high into rank because you. We every time we talk about Halo, you'd be like, "My Halo career is done. If only I was 12." But you did it, like as a 33 year old man, 33. Yeah, 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 yeah. Close. 33. Um, close. Close to Onyx. As a 33 year old man, you you did it. You know, like you you broke through that glass ceiling. I did. I did want to make Onyx. That was like my my ultimate goal, and uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe when they when they reset the ranks, I'll I'll be able to make it happen. But it's supposed to be more difficult. They've changed it so that. Uh, the expectation is that if so i'm diamond yeah i'm diamond the yeah. expectation is that i'll be platinum for you'll be like one rank lower because the distribution was off um but yeah mm. we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out but this this weekend didn't play any infinite i played a game called uh project not project tri- triangle strategy triangle strategy on the switch from square oh, yeah, enix yeah, yeah. um a lot like final fantasy tactics it's the type of game that i grew up playing a ton as a kid uh on game boy advance i played amazing art yeah, style super cool art style um really weird game even for like a japanese developed rpg where there's like so this demo is six hours long um and quite honestly there's only three battles in it in that six hours it's all this conjecture and like setting up the story and then there's like these weird sequences where like you have to convince people on your team to like take a certain stance on a trip that you're going on so that you like go in that direction in the game instead of the other there's like way more to it than just the battling which i was i was surprised about and it was was kind of nice to to see in a kind of like more tactical rpg um i think they started to lean into more like fire emblem three that's what it's like it's it's a lot like fire emblem uh, three houses trying to infiltrate the genre yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm probably gonna buy it I'm, i'm pretty impressed with it so far uh one thing i'll say is the voice acting is god awful like it's so bad that it's funny um mm. i typically play the game i gotta <laughs> see if there's a way to turn it off because like it ruins it for me like some of the characters are interesting and the writing isn't that bad but like when you hear the voices it just takes you takes you out of it mm. um but yeah, yeah i'm probably gonna buy it next week when it comes out pretty impressed with it have cool. you been playing anything i know you you haven't been gaming lately a little bit actually um i think it was friday night alex and i played like grand theft auto until like the remakes 6 a.m <laughs> no GTA 5. Oh, no. She'd never played it. So um, I tried the remake of GTA 3 and I just was not super into it. I don't have much of an affiliation for those ones because I didn't grow up with them as much. Um, although I, I really do like the aesthetic of Vice City, so I'd like to go back and play that one. But we have GTA 5 on the Xbox One, so we were just like, well, let's play that. Um, and Alex never played it, so we just like crushed the story in there for a while. And um, it was nice to like play gta again with someone that had never played it it's one of my favorite games in like university high school so just like to come in fresh again and just like kind of like watch alex experience it was really nice. uh just so that i can feel super old did gta 5 come out when you were in high school yeah great cool yep um <laughs> i think it came out um near the end gta 
I know. Three. Because the remake yeah. came out. The remake on the next, the, the last gen consoles that were current gen at the time. Yeah. GTA. Th- Is there another remake coming out for the newer Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5? Uh, yeah, the GTA 5. They're going to re-release it. So it's been across three console generations but is it is it getting like any enhanced i don't think so i think it's you know? pretty much the same game maybe yeah. like some that's like fine. 60 frames per Probably second that sort of stuff. again anyway but the uh yeah. the only thing i was going to say before we close out was like so for me the gta that i played the most was grand theft auto 3 like i remember yeah. i remember when it came out on pc because oh, i never owned a um i never owned a playstation console uh so it came out on pc and my parents computer wasn't quite good enough to run it it only had like 16 gigs of ram or something and gta 3 wouldn't have been gigs at that time 16 meg yeah 16 megabits of ram yeah you're right um and it required like 32 megabits or something like that so i i quite like like i actually bought it i installed it i played it and i beat it like probably running at something like 24 frames per second maybe even less sometimes where like sometimes the game was like max Payne style in slow motion and i beat it i finished it i like got super into the modding scene where i would like install crazy mods and like custom skins and like I was really into it. That's not helping you. No, it did. Better. It didn't help <laughs> it run. So um, but yeah, GTA GTA Three is my thing, and I actually thought about um, buying the the remakes, like when they when it was coming out again, like the the remake of GTA Three, Vice City, San Andreas, and didn't because they got such a, a poor reception. And there's yeah, they're probably it's one of those things that like you just it came out and you're like, I think I wait. That's what I'm I did. Get yeah. this really cheap. I'll, yeah. I'll wait till they come out. So. Uh, yeah, but it's exciting. Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, we, we hinted at it, we forgot, but this Oh, yeah. And for the audio listeners, I'm holding up a Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra with a look of sadness on my face. <laughs> Explain why up. quickly. But um, yeah, so basically this would happen. The Samsung Galaxy Ultra, the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra came out. It's a busy day. We're all trying to write lots of news about it. And um, Patrick puts in the chat, Hey, seeing some reports of people unable to uh, buy the phone, like they're getting to the checkout bin, it's not working. And I was like, my credit's not bad right now. I'll do it. <laughs> and so I, I ordered one and I was like, well, the phone's not coming out for two weeks. Like, surely I'll be able to cancel this order between then and now. And I did twice. I went online once. Well, actually three times. Went online once, had to wait three and a half hours for chat support. Didn't follow that through. Left. Waited a few days. Called Samsung canceled my pre-order didn't get a confirmation email called them again the next day that person was like yeah we can see it on our end that look we put in the request to cancel in i'll put in another one i've marked it urgent blah 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 at this point we're still like four days out from the release of the well we're still the four days out from now i guess because the phone actually doesn't release until friday but i have it and like i bought this this isn't a mobile syrup right purchases a regular man I'm a regular human being who bought this and Samsung delivered it to my house a week early and I attempted to cancel it, it still twice because I, I didn't want this phone. I just was trying to test that like if <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to test to see if like other consumers were having being yeah, able to like buy or which we Samsung do all the website time. was crashing. Yeah, it happens all the time. And like usually you cancel them, no problem. This one didn't happen. So now I'm, I'm sitting here with an S22 Ultra, filmed a little unboxing earlier, probably write a little blog post about this experience. I'm uh, doing some, some camera tests and a little walk, but yeah, it's been a, oh yeah, my mic is sitting on the on box. S22 Ultra box. The ultimate um, stand. Yeah, well, it's a good height actually, with this little thinner box. No charger in the box, we'll say that. But a nice ringtone that I hear frequently. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> I keep thinking I've got it off because it came on mid podcast and I like tried to turn it off because Amazon was like, uh, gone. Somebody just messaged me. Is your application package gone? It's gone. Okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Syrupcast. You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore Rourke and of course on mobilesyrup.com. Bennett, where can people find you? You can find me on mobilesyrup.com living in the Samsung Dex verse for the next <laughs> little bit, I guess. Um, MobileSurf.com, MobileSurf's YouTube channel. Um, actually, you won't see me on the channel this week. It will be Dean um, because he did a review of the actual S20. <laughs> calls? I never get this many calls. The actual review of the S22 Ultra, which will go up on our YouTube. And then uh, you'll see me here. 
Well, I guess this will be on YouTube yeah. too. So you'll see me around all the mobile surf channels and you can follow me anywhere at the Brad Fed. And as always, you can find all of our content on mobilesurf.com and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at mobilesurf. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.